It's Chip's birthday! Yay! All right. Uh, happy birthday, Chip, Thank on behalf you, of everyone Thank who loves so Chip and much. Eric, Amazing. and everyone who hates Chip and Eric, <laughs> and everyone who's never heard of Chip and Eric. Yes. Happy birthday! Thank you. Oh my goodness! I feel Can so you believe special it? today. It wow. is amazing. What a great day so far. Yeah. It. Yes. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it's a really great yes, day. Alex so far. Has, or Alex, Allison has a great birthday surprises for me. It's, and it's I, Allison's birthday. It is Allison's birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Allison! Right. I have some great birthday surprises for her. I bet you guys got each other the same thing. We did. I'm not telling you what it is. Jack squat. Yes. <laughs> hey, who's Jack? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Why is he squatting? Well, <laughs> no one needs to know. No one needs to know oh, about happy that. Happy birthday, Allison. You are amazing. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Chip and Allison. I should have had you guys read today. We should have. Yeah, we oh, well. Put that on your little chart here. Oh, don't be rude about the chart. Make that a new you know chart. how long I it took me to make a chart. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I do know. Hey, it's Genesis 36 and 37 today, Chip. On day 15, Eric. Yeah. And we're going to read it. And something else, too. And we're also going to read John something. 8. John 8, 1 to 20. John 8, 1 to 20. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Why don't you get, oh, got some names for you. Oh, I know. So many good names today. Oh, I'm really excited. Base math. Now I really wish that I would have had Allison do it. Okay. (laughs) Chip's all fired up. So fired up. I'm going to open up the chocolate from Heike. Thank you, Heike. The chocolate that's now like 68 years old. (laughs) It's not 68 (laughs) years old. That was a lot. All right, here we go. My birthday chocolate. Descendants of Esau. Genesis chapter 36. This is the account of the descendants of Esau, also known as Edom. Esau married two young women from Canaan, Ada, the mother of Elon the Hittite, and Aholabama, the daughter of Anna, the granddaughter of Zibion the Hivite. He also married his cousin, Basimath, who was the daughter of Ishmael and the sister of Nebaioth. Ada gave birth to a son named Eliphaz for Esau. Basimath gave birth to a son named Reuel, Aholabama gave birth to sons named Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. All these sons were born to Esau in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his children, and his entire household, along with his livestock and cattle, and all the wealth he had acquired in the land of Canaan, and moved away from his brother Jacob. There was not enough land to support them both because of all the livestock and possessions they had acquired. So Esau, also known as Edom, settled in the hill country of Seir. This is the account of Esau's descendants, the Edomites, who lived in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife, Ada, and Reuel, the son of Esau's wife, Basimath. The descendants of Eliphaz were Timon, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Timnah, the concubine of Esau's son, Eliphaz, gave birth to a son named Amalek. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Ada. The descendants of Reuel were Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Basimath. Esau also had sons through Aholabama, the daughter of Anna, the granddaughter of Zibion. Their names were Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the descendants of Esau who became leaders of various clans. The descendants of Esau's oldest son, Eliphaz, became the leaders of the clans of Timon, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who, was, who descended from Eliphaz. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Ada. And the descendants of Esau's son, Reuel, became the leaders of the clans of Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. 
These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who descended from Reuel. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Basimoth. The descendants of Esau and his wife, Aholabama, became the leaders of the clans of Jeush, Shalom, and Korah. These are the clan leaders who descended from Esau's wife, Aholabama, and daughter, Anna. These are the clans descended from Esau, also known as Edom, identified by their clan leaders. Wow. Original peoples of Edom. These are the names of the tribes that descended from Seir the Horite. They lived in the land of Edom. Botan, Shobal, Zibion, Anna, Dishon, Ezer, Dishan. These were the Horite clan leaders, the descendants of Seir, who lived in the land of Edom. The descendants of Lotan were Hori and Hemam. Lotan's sister was named Timnah. The descendants of Shobal were Alvan, Menahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. The descendants of Zibion were Aiah and Anna. This is the Anna who discovered the hot springs in the wilderness while he was grazing his father's donkeys. Oh. Yep, that one. The descendants of Anna were his son Dishon and his daughter Oholabama. The descendants of Dishon were Hemdan, Ishban, Ithran, and Karan. The descendants of Ezer were Bilhan, Zavan, and Akan. The descendants of Dishan were Uz and Aram. So these were the leaders of the Horite clans, Lotam, Shobal, Zibion, Anna, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. The Horite clans are named after their clan leaders who lived in the land of Seir. Rulers of Edom. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before any king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, who ruled in Edom from his city of Dinhaba. Okay. Mm-hmm. When Bela died, Jobab, son of Zerah from Basra, became king in his place. When Jobab died, Husham from the land of the Temanites became king in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Hadad, became king in the place and ruled from the city of Avith. He was the one who defeated the Midianites in the land of Moab. When Hadad died, Samla from the same city of Masrekah became king in his place. When Samla died, Shaul, from the city of Rehoboth on the river, became king in his place. When Shaul died, Baal-Hanan, son of Akbor, became king in his place. When Baal-Hanan, son of Akbor, died, Hadad became king in his place and ruled from the city of Pau. His wife was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matrid and granddaughter of Mezahab. These are the names of the leaders of the clans descended from Esau who lived in places named for them. Timnah, Alva, Jetheth, Aholabama, Elah, Pinon, Kenaz, Timon, Mibzar, Magdiel, and Aram. These are the leaders of the clans of, en- of Edom listed according to their settlements in the land they occupied. They all descended from Esau, the ancestor of the Edomites. Genesis 37, Joseph's dreams. So Jacob settled again in the land of of Canaan, where his father had lived as a foreigner. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because his father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. 
One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up. Your bundle all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you'll reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon, Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well to his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Soon after this, Joseph's brothers went to the pasture, their father's flocks at Shechem. And when they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, Your brothers are pasturing the sheep at Shechem. Get ready and I'll send you to them. I'm ready to go, Joseph replied. Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are getting along, Jacob said. Then come back and bring me a report. So Jacob sent him on his way, and Jacob, J Joseph traveled to Shechem from their home in the valley of Hebron. When he arrived there, a man from the area noticed him wandering around the countryside. What are you looking for? he asked. I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph replied. Do you know where they're pasturing their sheep? Yes, he, the man told him. They have moved on from here, but I heard them say, let's go on to Dothan. So Joseph followed his brothers to Dothan and found them there. Joseph sold into slavery. When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him at, in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. But when Reuben heard of their scheme, he said to Joseph, he came to Joseph's rescue. Let's not kill him, he said. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. Reuben was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. They grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Then, just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking a load of gum, balm, and aromatic resin from Gilead down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traders. After all, he's our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites, who were Midianite traders, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver, and the traders took him to Egypt. Sometime later, Reuben returned to get Joseph out of the cistern. When he discovered that Joseph was missing, he tore his clothes in grief. Then he went, he went back to his brothers and lamented, The boy is gone. What will I do now? Then the brothers killed a young goat and dipped Joseph's robe in its blood. They sent the beautiful robe to their father with this message, Look what we found. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? Their father recognized it immediately. Yes, he said, it is my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes and dressed himself in burlap. He mourned deeply for his son for a long time. His family all tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. I will go to my grave mourning for my son, he would say, and, and then he would weep. Meanwhile, the Midianite traders arrived in Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard. Okay. We'll move ahead to the New Testament, John chapter 8, verses 1 to 20. A woman caught in adultery. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. 
A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down, and he taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down. He wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again, and he wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until Jesus was out in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, You are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them, These claims are valid even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as a fact. I am one witness, and my Father who sent me is the other. Where is your Father? they asked. Jesus answered, Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my Father is. If you knew me, you would also know my Father. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury, but he he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. And, and that, that is, is our reading, reading today. today. Mm-hmm. And we read that with two questions of mine. So, Chip, how does this help you love God more? Great question, Eric. Um, I really, you know, we the woman caught in adultery, you know, she was um, brought to Jesus, trying to trap Jesus, you know, but really condemn her. I really love this. Um, Jesus, you know, was there with her and he did the whole writing in the sand thing. Mm-hmm. And I like this part where it says, Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. So Jesus stood with her. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was, wanted to condemn her, was against her, but Jesus was willing to stand with her. And I love that about God, is that he's willing to stand with us. Even when we've sinned and messed up, you know, he remains faithful. He stands with us. He, he doesn't want to condemn us or abandon us you know he wants to save us and rescue us and that's why you know we learn about jesus even earlier in the book of john where he's full of grace and truth Mm -hmm. so he says go and sin no i don't condemn you but go and sin no more but yet through all that i love the fact that he stands with us when people abandon us run from us want to kill us condemn us um, jesus always stands with us yeah and i think that answers the question of how i can love others more too is You know, we stand with them. And if here's the deal. If Jesus didn't come to condemn those people, right, then what what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and if we if we do go out and we condemn people in the name of God, guess what? Mm-hmm. That person mm-hmm. is never going to be interested in what you mm-hmm. have to say about God. Mm-hmm. Never going to be interested in the gospel. Yeah. So here's the deal. It's it's not that we're saying because what we'll get accused of when we say that is that we're saying well, people are just fine the way they are and no one has to change anything. That's not at all the case. Nope. I mean, what Jesus just said is perfect. Yep. I'm. You can come to me and yeah. I won't condemn you. Mm-hmm. But once we come to Jesus, mm-hmm. we better expect to change mm-hmm. or be very, very disappointed. <laughs> 
you know, yeah. and that's what we see. Yeah. Every time someone comes to Jesus, they are changed or they are very, very disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, I that's think of true. the Pharisees yeah. who were super disappointed. Sure. The rich young ruler, rich young ruler. super yeah. disappointed, right? Yeah. But some people, Zacchaeus and Nicodemus, mm -hmm. and these guys are changed when changed. they meet Jesus, you know? And that's the Good. same today. That echoes mm -hmm. for us. And so we today, as the church, as believers in Christ, we mm -hmm. are the vehicle through which people get their relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. He uses us to do that. He does. And so we have to do the best we can to emulate his ministry. And his ministry was marked by, hey, I'm not here to condemn you, mm -hmm. but sin no more. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. make it right. So, I'll stand with you. Yeah, I'll yeah. stand with you. Yep. That's good. And so I think if Jesus is going to spend the time in the margins with the people who are condemned by society, mm -hmm. I think we ought to as well. Good and I, I good don't word. think you have to look far to figure out who those people are. Good word. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so true. And standing with them does not mean you approve of them. Because no. that is the big concern that's that a lot of people concern. have to do that. You is, approve, you're condoning it. You're and that's great. If people mm -hmm. are saying that about you mm -hmm. and it's not true, <laughs> then that's exactly like Jesus. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because remember, that's they were good. like, he's a drunk. He's a glutton. Yeah, that's right. Good you know, point. he hangs out with prostitutes. So, yeah, he his reputation mm. sucked mm. <laughs> because he was willing to be around the wrong people yeah. who were exactly the standing right people. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Thanks, right. guys. Have a great day. Happy birthday, Chip. Thanks. Happy birthday, Allison. Thanks. Happy birthday, Roger Rabbit. Did you know that? No, but thanks. It's not. Oh. Okay. I made that up. But hey, it's cool. Yeah. All right. I, I got to get back to my party. <laughs> you had to say something funny before I stopped the thing. Yeah, That's great. I do. All right. Well, I'm sure my invite was just lost.